Hey, please go to the end of the podcast for a listener warning statement, but don't play backwards or else you might summon a demon. You are listening to the Insubordinate Teacher Podcast with me, Stone, Dave, Christine, and the half-boy we like to call Cyrus. On today's episode, we really start talking about what it means to be an insubordinate teacher. And unlike other podcasts, we take big risks. What kind of risks, you ask? I go places that no one wants to go. Yeah, that's right, the teacher's staff room. And why go there? Well, they're the ones that know all the dirt. And I'm going to find out what they think an insubordinate teacher is. And of course... There's going to be Dave and Christine dissecting the whole thing with me. So join us as we talk about what it means to be an insubordinate teacher. And hopefully we make you an insubordinate teacher too. Okay, Cyrus, before Dave show up, did you get the uh, message that I sent everybody? Uh, I, yeah, I have it. Yeah, I right, saw right. it. I wrote down like one, two, three, four, like everything's going to happen in order. Yes, yeah. What does uh, what does number four say? Uh, the Dave and Christine lead questions regarding Stone on Loke. Have you have you ever noticed like they never ask me questions? <laughs> never. Uh, Not even like how are you today? Nothing. No, they're straight to business, I guess. Straight to well, let's see, okay? Because in this episode, it's Dave and Christine, and let's not pick on Christine. Let's just pick on Dave. Dave. Yeah, yeah. It's Dave. supposed to be the one leading the questions dave and christine lead questions regarding stone on low he had all day to figure this out he had all summer to figure all summer to figure out, this out right he had all yes. summer and what, were, what are we going to find out he didn't read any of these signed books he just basically mm-hmm. splashed in water the entire time and he mm-hmm. probably didn't do any of the work okay mm. so we'll see all right let's just uh, go right into the introduction uh, let's go past the introduction. Let's just go right in there and uh, find out what happens. All right. Okay. So okay. let them in and then uh, let's see. All right. Okay. Now that that part's over with, here's more stuff from Stone Banks, Christine, and No, look. Look, I'm, I'm recording. I'm recording right now. It just started. Okay. All right. So, David, just. I'll I'll do the introduction, I, yeah. okay? And this is it. No, you're, you're, I, you're taking the tra- you're taking the training wheels off, okay? So this is how I, I started. Ready. No, this is how I started. Yeah. Okay, this is how I started. Okay. I go. I, I I say like, hello everyone, and welcome to the Insubordinate Teacher Podcast. <laughs> like that? <laughs> Just like that? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Go, do it. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Insubordinate Teacher Podcast. <laughs> no, you're just you're mimicking you- me. I With know your you host. said something like that. No, no, you gotta, you gotta say like, hello everyone and welcome to the Insubordinate Teacher Podcast. Uh, you know? Okay, like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hello everyone and welcome to the Insubordinate Teacher Podcast. With your hosts. Yeah, go on. With your hosts, David and stone no the music isn't playing at this point no the music that's done the music's done at this point i'm kidding (laughs) Uh, i can't handle this (laughs) 
I'm going to work you through this, okay? David, what are what are we what are we going to be talking about today? What's happening in today's podcast? Uh, we're going to uh, touch on um, a few more pieces of news uh, related to teachers hitting students. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, we are definitely going to talk about that. And then, what is our what's our what's our theme for today? Uh, stone on Loke? No, yeah. no, that's no, that's no, just the vehicle. Stone. That's the vehicle, vehicle for the theme. What's the theme? David Christine Lee Crown Report. End of first half. Oh, what is an insubordinate yeah, what are, what, teacher? That's it. Yeah. That's what we're finally talking about today is what is an insubordinate teacher? That's what we're talking about, right? David, it's yeah. because we can't yeah. read his mind. I sent you all the information. It's even I written. know that. <laughs> it says one, two, three, and I'm reading through it. Uh, I got confused. Along with the I'm description. Sorry. Along with the, the description. Gee whiz. I mean, like, it's... <sighs> Every time it feels like a class, it feels like I'm picking on you again, you know, that we've gone back like 15 years ago, that you're looking to your left, looking to your right, going like there's like 30 odd other people in this class. Doesn't always have to be me. He just loves picking on. I just want you to know there's 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 something that I need to say to you uh, that you know we've been we've been tracking all of the statistics on the podcast Mm -hmm. that's come out because at this point of the podcast we put out the first four right yes and i have to say to you david we look at the stats and you are trending hot <laughs> women yeah. 65 to 85 you're hot yeah you are trending hot a lot of a lot of a lot of people the, the biggest can't argue the biggest numbers. yeah the biggest comments are mostly indicating and i'm reading this like i'm paraphrasing but i have it actually written down here it says that he's such a sweet boy that's what they're all saying about you <laughs> yeah hot. So, you know, yeah, you, you sweet, sweet and kind is what they say. Sweet, sweet, kind and delicious. That's what they're saying about you. Don't like that one. <laughs> Deep and delicious. Don't like that one. You're hot. All right. So, okay. We will be talking about, finally, what is an insubordinate teacher and getting into that. You guys are going to, you know, listen to Stone on Loke, which is you know, going to be damn exciting for everybody. Um, but before we begin, apparently... There has to be an apology to Cyrus. Read this stupid duck thing. Uh, Christine, what is the apology that uh, I have to give him? He was correct when he said it was Dr. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his first name? Lorenz. Conrad? Conrad Lorenz. Conrad Lorenz. I think it was, it was Dr. Lorenzo. Well, it's, he, he, no. it's spelled Lorenz, right? It's not Lorenzo. He probably Conrad changed Lorenz. it. He probably so had to make it sound Cyrus, English. So give yourself a hand. Dogs like David at Ellis Island. Well, I wasn't, his name. you know, I wasn't correct. Google was correct. You guys should well, apologize Google. to Google. If, yeah. if I just, I just can't live with the idea of you being right on something. And so I had to automatically say no. Yeah. You, for, you forgive me, right? You have to forgive me. You have to. I'm your dad. <laughs> I forgive you. I'm over the moon for you. You gotta do better than that. That's it. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we had the, if, if anyone has listened to all of the podcasts at this point, you will have heard um, in the news where we talked about, what did we talk about in the news? What was the, uh, Christine? It was a woman hitting a young student uh, woman, a uh, teacher, a former teacher in Florida. Yeah, she was a te- at the, te- at the time. She was a she was a teacher, an award winning teacher in Florida. Yes, and a student bravely stood up to her. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know she stood up to her. She was just speaking to power, and and said, "I don't understand. You won a teaching award. 
I, th I think you're a racist because you use the n-word in your class and you, mm -hmm. there's no need for it and then the teacher was actually the information you found christine was far worse than the stuff that i had read initially mm -hmm. she really went wackadoodle on the yes. uh on on the student and i have to admit i i, I think that it was a hard podcast to do one of the things that we're trying to do is we're trying to talk about uh, difficult conversations or difficult things. We're trying to have difficult conversations about difficult things that go on in schools. And we're trying to use uh, as much humor and satire as we possibly can. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For, first of all, because it's effective, right? If you really want to get people to listen and, uh, you know, and, and I think that uh, it, it just makes it a little bit easier to talk about. Um, obviously, we're not laughing at a little girl who uh, who got hurt. No, um, but we are laughing at the woman who you know, yes. thought it was somehow appropriate, appropriate. that she that she yeah. uh, she would or that she would get away with it. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but we use satire because it, it allows us to go into areas that you're otherwise not allowed to go into. But uh, in the news, uh, I shared a um, a link to CNN, and it mm -hmm. seems that within the last uh, few weeks another teacher uh and, and there's no point saying that it's united states like it wouldn't happen in canada but it's in indiana and a another award-winning teacher mm -hmm. uh hauled a child out of uh out of class and was caught on video that he started beating the child for some i don't know what the excuse is that the child showed disrespect or something it's a high school student showed disrespect in the classroom and that the student like the student in florida was left bloodied and battered and uh, what was the response of the administration? He's retired now. Early retirement. Early yep. retirement. Yeah. It yep. is. It's. It's. It's insane. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah. It's. It is a problem. It's obviously something that's always been a part of schools. It's like as we talked about in the last episode. Uh, clearly, there were regulations that were put in place allowing you to do it. So it's something that we will continue um, looking at and. When it happens, we'll bring it up. Hopefully, we'll be bringing it up uh, less and less and less. Okay, moving on. David and Christine, I sent you the agenda in advance so you know how this podcast yeah. is going to be laid out. So you guys are taking the lead. So because this is about my uh, segment, I won't be posing questions to or prompting myself, okay? Hmm. So training wheels coming off. Go. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, tell us about your visit. You were in a school, from what I understand. Well, that's a that's that's an interesting question, David. The way you put it, just like that. Tell us about your visit. You were in a school, yeah. so I understand. I mean, <laughs> it it leads to so many different directions for me to talk about. It's uh, okay. it's not it's not like oh, what what have you what do you have for us today? Mm. Well, I wanted to I wanted to put a little bit of kindness in there. Just be a little. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, try this. Try this, David. Yes. Okay. Hey, Christopher. Hey, hey, Christopher. No, I don't. I don't want to call you that. <laughs> Chris. Hey, hey, Chris. Hey, Stone. <laughs> hey, yeah, Stony. Hey, Stony. Yeah. So it's got to be natural, right, David? Because they don't know what we're talking about, right? So you got to like be able to lead me into a conversation, because they don't know what I have prepared today. You know what I have prepared, so you got to ask me like, like, hey, what's what's been going on? What you got something prepared for us? What is it? Okay, something like that. Okay. Really natural, like like you talk to me every day, like our normal daily regular conversations where you're just like, "Hey, Stony, what's going on with you? Let's catch up," you know, like that. No. <laughs> okay, I'll do it then. All right. Yeah, please, hey, Stone. Please. 
Hey, Stone. yes, Christine. Yes. Um, what have you been up to today? What have I been up to today? Yeah, well, I know what I'm ready for today. Oh, I'm okay. ready to share something very awesome. special with you guys. Something yeah, that I've worked on, you know, uh, that that that's a bit of a passion project for me. Mm. Um, I don't know if you remember this, Christine. Uh, it's it's recorded. I don't know if it made it to the actual podcast, but mm. you challenged me a couple of podcasts ago, a couple of episodes ago. We're not supposed to be saying a couple of podcasts ago. We're supposed to be saying a couple of episodes, episodes ago. Yeah, episodes mm. where you said, what do you know about the youth? Remember when you said that to me? What the do you youth. know about the youth? Yes. And I and I took that so many different ways. Like, hey, Stone, you've lost touch with the people. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm all about the people. The people. I'm, the, yes. I'm about the people, right? And so yep. I've decided to take this opportunity of 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 time. This opportunity of, <laughs> <laughs> of time. Of, Sounding of, more of, like me. Of time, right? Mm-hmm. Time. Mm-hmm. Time. Clocks. Yeah. And time. Exactly. I've decided to use this opportunity <laughs> of time to get to get back to the roots of why I went into education. So what I did is I dug through my closet and I found some of my old gear from the 1980s. Uh, my old video recorder, my old, uh, you know, back in the, you know, I don't know if you, I'll just describe the video recorders that we used to use yeah, back in the 80s. Really heavy. Very, very high quality stuff. Yeah, it really actually damaged my spine. Uh, but you got that big <laughs> camera on your shoulder, and then you got that big fuzzy boom mo- uh, microphone, yeah, you know, with big yeah. fluffy. And you ran both yourself. Well, in the old days, I used to have people helping me. But now, you know, <laughs> I, I don't have the, you know, the, the, the production that I used to mm. have in those days. So I grabbed my yeah. equipment, and I decided, you know, for the first time, going back out into the field, I wanted to find out what do teachers think about insubordination? Now, this mm-hmm. is just a first of many, as I like to call them, groundbreaking pieces of news. Peabody potential is what I'm Peabody saying. potential. Peabody. News. Peabody. 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 No, I, Peabody? I'm no pretty one says sure, Peabody. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Peabody. Nope. Yeah. No one says Peabody. It's like Peabody. Peabody and Sherman. Peabody really? Award. What about, yes. what about mm. Sherman and Peabody? Yeah. Yeah. The dog. Yeah. Hello again. Peabody, and this, of course, is my boy Sherman. Hi. Was the dog's name Peabody? You, you literally, you literally said the Wayback Machine a little while ago. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Peabody and Sherman. But it's yeah. Peabody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, well, I, well, I literally thought the award was named after the dog. No, wow. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Well, then I don't know if I want the award anymore. If it's if it's not a little <laughs> golden statue of Peabody the dog, then what is the point? <laughs> The button you click, you says, "Shut up, Sherman." <laughs> Quiet, <you>. Quiet, boy. <laughs> Quiet, All right. Boy. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I have for you today. Every uh, every you know uh, every fourth episode or every third episode, I'll be bringing in Stone on Light, Loke, going into locations and um, bringing you all of the most important news, the most important issues that are going on mm-hmm. in education today. Awesome. Talking to the people. So, Cyrus, uh, gear it up. Mm-hmm. Make it so. Everyone enjoy. And then when we're done, uh, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of questions for me. Mm, I bet. Thanks, Mr. Encouragement.
I'm Dr. Christopher Stonebanks, and I'm here in front of the Ernie Coombs High School. Hey, this is Stone on Loke. Join me! Okay, that's the bell, so I better start heading inside with the rest of the youth. Who's that guy? <laughs> Yeah. So what I'm going to be doing today? Hey. Yep. What I'm going to be doing today? Yep. Just get out of my way. Thank you, bro. What I'm going to be doing today is I'm going to be talking hey, to real what? teachers. Uh, just you don't own the sidewalk. Why do you do? I'm going to be talking to real teachers about teacher? what they think I it means not. to be an insubordinate teacher. So I'm kid, kid, move. Dude, if you're a substitute teacher, I really hope you get fired. Yeah. Well, the joke's on you. I've already been fired. <laughs> Anyway, we're here. We're on Loke. What's Let's go look? talk to some real teachers. Okay. Wow. It's uh, been a while since I've been in a high school, but uh, you never really quite forget the smell. <laughs> Congratulations, kid. Hey, Riverdale wannabe. Do you uh, know where the staff room is? Who are you? Are you supposed to be here? It's a yes or no question, kid. It's not debate club. Let's ask someone else. I don't think he's supposed to be you. here. Yeah, you. Natural-looking pomade. You. Do you know where the staff room is? Just for the down the hall. There's a sign on the door. Don't talk to him. Are you a teacher? Well, uh, kind of. It, it's, it's complicated. We should homeland security this guy. Okay, that's racial profiling, and that's hurtful. And it's seizes in Canada, kid, not Homeland Security. Read a book and stop watching Fox News with your stepdad. How do you know about your stepdad? Shut up. They aren't even married. Go tell the principal. Anyway, we're on Loke and about to go into the VIP backstage of any school. The staff room! Okay, here I am, made it into the staff room, taking a quick look around. Uh, for those of you who are not in the field of education or who have never been in a high school staff room, I'd say this is a pretty average one. I'll just describe it quickly. Uh, looking to my left, I see there's a full coffee bar uh, with a barista that's uh, taking orders and serving all the teachers. Uh, spread all around the place are brand new Lazy Boy chairs. And let me just go feel. Yeah, these are all made out of leather. Uh, there's a lot of uh, couches and uh, sofas that are uh, spread around. A lot of teachers sitting in them with their uh, feet up and uh, doing some work. Um, let's see. Uh, over in the right corner, I see... Uh, three, three floosball tables. It's kind of excessive. Uh, no one's playing on them. Um, a lot of people are putting their coffees down on them. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, dead ahead is an open bar. Uh, it's well stocked, and there's a sign over it that's lit up, and it says, uh, uh, oh, it says, it's 5 p.m. somewhere in the world. 
No. <laughs> I get it. Okay. So that's why it's open right now. Uh, what else? Uh, there's a series of round tables. Let me just go over and, oh, yeah, they're really thick. They're, uh, they're made out of oak. That's high-quality stuff. Okay. So let's just take a quick look around. And um, uh, you, um, madam, uh, uh, would you uh, mind if I can ask you a couple of questions? No. And who are you? Uh, I'm the uh, school board comptroller. Uh, hey, you should try uh, some of those shrimp cocktails with that uh, mimosa you're drinking right now. It's really good. I don't even know what a comptroller is, but she totally bought it. Okay, let's try and find someone to talk to. Uh, you, sir, can I have a quick talk? I gotta go. Wow, you got really close up to my mic when I said that. All right, no problem. I'm going to find someone else. Look it around. Sir, how about you? Do you have a second to uh, talk uh, to me? Okay, all right. Very busy Spanish teacher. Spanish is important. Okay, I see someone over there. I'm just going to head over and, excuse me. And hello? Hi. Hi back. Uh, I'm a guest in your school, and I have some questions about about teaching. Am I bothering you right now? No, not at all. Great. Do you have time to answer some questions? Sure, why not? Okay, start with an easy one. What's your name? Uh, they call me Miss Gina. Okay, Miss Gina. Uh, what do you teach and what grade level? I teach English language arts for grade 9. And you've been here for a while? Yeah. And the staff room seems pretty average, but... Uh, what about the rest of the school? Uh, it's quite nice, to be honest. A lot of activities for the for the teenagers. Like and, uh, uh, serving you guys drinks and making you guys cups of coffee, right? <laughs> yeah. No, seriously? Do they do that? They do manual labor here for you guys? Oh, you know what? It, it'll humble them. Yeah, I agree. I met some of your students, and they do need to be humbled. So, like, this place is pretty damn good. Is there anything that you would say is wrong? There's some things, though, with some teachers that I am not too right. fond of. But, you know, that's that's the climate, right? right? It's like that in every school. Right. And I bet you, look, don't say anything, but I bet you the problem here is gossip. Is it gossip? Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew it. I was looking over at that teacher sitting there, and I could just tell. As soon as I walked in, I could just tell that she hated acapella. I could just tell. Listen. Later on, I'm going to give you my Reddit group, and you can join us because I really want to hear more. And the Reddit group is about people, teachers who gossip too much, okay? Okay. But specifically, I want to know about her. I want to know more about her. Mm-hmm. But, like, about how she gossips too much. Okay. I mean, I could talk about this all day, but I am here to understand what you think about the word insubordination and being a teacher in public schools. What's your opinion? So insubordinate in this term means that we just not cooperative and just like define insubordination. Well, that's the thing. I don't want to define it. I want to hear what teachers think. Okay, in this school. You could talk about the school. Hmm. I think an insubordinate teacher would definitely be a teacher who who's not willing to listen. Okay. And to take in the account the multitude of experience and uh, perspectives students of students and teachers and okay. students admin. Cool. Um, so somebody who's not really reflective and doesn't uh, hate acapella. Kind of gossips and right, just gossip. just isn't willing to to develop professionally and and work on themselves as a professional and and all of that. Okay, so part of that development, could it be about learning new things to see a new way of viewing what it means to be professional? Like, 
outside of the field of education? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I have a punk acapella band, and we are total anarchists, all of us teachers, and we spend a lot of time writing songs about how to stick it to the man. Um, do you have any interest in joining us? I do not. Fair enough. Okay, so what I'm hearing from you is that you think insubordination actually goes against the profession. Can you expand on that? Like, describe who this insubordinate teacher would be. In my opinion, just somebody who's not willing to grow and, and learn and and who, who shuts out things that are happening around them, who doesn't speak up on, on things that maybe bother them. Okay, speaking up. So, okay, that's interesting because the way you're looking at it is you're saying that it's the responsibility for the teacher to speak up. Okay, thanks. I don't want to take any more of your time. I'm going to go over to talk to that teacher that uh, hates acapella. I can tell just by looking at her. And listen, I'll contact you and uh, think about that acapella group. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, she's never going to contact us. Okay, let's make our way over. Madam, madam, can I can I ask you a question? Uh, Yeah. Okay, can I, I'm just here in your school, uh, I've got this uh, podcast show, it's called Stone on Loke, and I'm going around uh, schools and I'm asking questions to different people that are involved in education, it could be like a principal, it could be like a smelly kid, it can be a teacher, it can be a parent, you know, it could be anyone, all right? So I'm just here in your staff room right now, I just finished talking to Miss Gina, do you know Miss Gina? I do know Miss Gina. Did you know that Miss Gina says that one of the biggest problems in the school is gossip? What do you think about that? Uh, I think Miss Gina belongs in the staff room for that do reason you, exactly. Do you, do you have anything you'd like to gossip about about Miss Gina? No. Nothing. No. Do you want to? Do you want something to? You want me to make something up for you? So, by the look on your face, I'm going to assume no. Can you tell me your name? Uh, my name is Miss Sandra. Can you tell me what grade you teach and what you teach? I teach music and also literature to the grade nines. Okay, so we have a podcast, and my section on the podcast is called Stone on Loke. And what I'm Can you doing is... What is Loke? Loke is... this new kids' lingo? No, yeah, it's really cool and hip lingo. It means location. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. It's not, it's not funny. Okay, so yeah, laughing. Sorry. Okay, I accept your apology. All right, let's move on. Um, where is this podcast being shared to? It's a podcast that can go anywhere in the world. Okay, and uh, are you going to bleep my name? Well, yeah, you're so charming. I want to protect you, of course. You know what that means, bleep somebody's name? Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> no one's going to know it's you, uh, Sandra Gutenberg. We, we, we want to protect you. Great. Yeah, yeah, no one is going to know, Miss Gutenberg, that you are talking to me, a disgraced professor. Uh, everyone is going to be totally cool about it. No worries. Great. 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 Okay, it's great. Let's move on. Okay, let's, let's get to what the point of this is. Can you describe yourself to me as a teacher and whether or not insubordination plays into your idea of what it means to be a teacher? Um, I think of a teacher who doesn't, uh, well, who thinks about critical pedagogy in a big way. Ooh, Paul Freire. Who challenges the norms. Um, who, a teacher who 
questions why we only follow our religious calendar in the Roman Catholic Church. Boom. Hot take. Who, oh, I don't know. There's lots of ways to be an insubordinate teacher. Who doesn't want to sing O Canada and doesn't think that we should be forcing patriotism on students. Okay. Do you think that other teachers are insubordinate in their ways? I think most teachers are not insubordinate. All right. I think most teachers um, don't even know that they're not, that they're okay. following the status quo. I think a lot of teachers are comfortable in their white supremacy. Okay. That's going to go over really well, you not being white and talking about white supremacy in schools. Great. Yeah, totally great. Great. Uh, great. 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 Okay. So, uh, moving on, uh, tell us a little bit about how this plays out in schools. I think there's a lot of ignorance in a lot of schools. Um, ignorance not as a, a word of shame, but okay. as an actual identifier of you don't know what you don't know. True. And I think that a lot of people don't understand that they're pushing the colonial agenda. Very true. And when you call it out, it makes them uncomfy. No, it makes them uncomfy. <laughs> Go on uncomfortable there you go. Um, and I think a lot of teachers um, have good intentions mm -hmm. and as Ivan Illich taught us to hell with good intentions right and I agree with you I think that the vast majority of teachers are great yeah great um, but following instructions has led to some pretty terrible things so do you think you're an insubordinate teacher I'm an insubordinate teacher okay Miss Sandra Gutenberg, you were great, and I'm gonna uh, get yeah, great, and I'm gonna go and uh, talk to some other teachers. Yeah, you were great. Great. No need to repeat it. Okay, so I'm just heading over. I see two teachers talking to each other, and let me just go over there and hang on, making my way. And uh, hello, hello. Oh, uh, hey. Hi there. Yeah, sorry to interrupt the uh, both of you. Uh, my name is Dr. Stonebanks. Uh, I have a podcast called The Insubordinate Teacher, and this is a little bit that I do want it. It's called Stone on Loke. And the whole point of this little bit is, you know, me coming and talking to regular people, little people, just like you guys. Do you guys mind if I ask you uh, just some quick questions uh, about the teaching profession and about you in particular? Uh, I think I could make some time. I could do as well. Okay, just let me quickly, uh, what do you... Uh... There's so many things being offered here. What are you drinking? Oh, this is a three-shot espresso. That looks delicious. And what do you have? But it's Brazilian, so don't get it confused. Wow. And uh, and you, sir, what are you drinking? I'm just having a simple green tea. Wow. You know, like the sign says on your open bar, it's 5 o'clock somewhere in the world. Am I right? No. <laughs> Yeah, Am we're Jimmy right? Buffett fans. Yeah, right? I don't know. I'm, I may go over there. You got beer on tap as well. That's pretty cool. And it's flowing pretty early in the morning. Holy, I just didn't notice that Jimmy Buffett's actually on stage and he's playing. Let me turn my microphone over there so we can catch a little we bit We love of it. you, Jimmy. What else? Little oh. More than that. Some tan lotion. Wow. Monk? Let's bring it home, Jimmy. All included? What price? Still required. And a 
appreciate it. Absolutely. Parrot head for life. Wow, okay, give it, I've never seen, okay, this staff room has gone up another level, way better than the other staff room that I saw where they had Billy Joel playing. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, let me just compose myself for a second. Hang on. Not interested in joining them for a margarita or a beer? Looks tempting. Uh, it's not like my espresso, though. Yeah, well, not all of us can handle a morning ale. All right, so what's uh, what's your name, sir? I am Mr. Ernie. Mr. Oh, Mr. Ernie. And you, sir? I'm Mr. Jameson. Mr. Jameson. <laughs> I get it. Mr. Jameson. <laughs> so what do you teach, Mr. Jameson? Uh, I teach English. Okay. I teach math. I teach science. Wow, you pretty and much French. do everything. You do everything. Wow. Uh, what grades? Uh, it's an adapted group, okay. so it's not conventional grade levels. Okay. And uh, you, Mr. Ernie? I teach the group at the school. That was really weird. How'd you make that noise? I can only assume we built a time machine, went back in time, and created a real-time voice-bleeping machine. Y you say that with such confidence. Hey, what do you think the bigger challenge was? Building the time machine or the real-time voice-bleeping machine? Like, the real-time voice-bleeping machine. Yeah, you're probably right. There's tons of books and movies about time travel. Nothing about real-time bleeping machines. Huh. I wonder when this is going to play out. Doesn't matter if I've learned anything from Bill and Ted movies. At some point, this is all going to make sense. All right, back to the questions. Have you ever heard of the term being insubordinate and being an insubordinate teacher? Yes. All right, what does it mean to you when you hear about the word insubordination? Um, to me, it's uh, just people not listening to uh, an authoritative figure or basically mutiny. That's the way I see it. Okay. And uh, you, Mr. Ernie? I see it as the first 10 minutes of my class before I start yelling. <laughs> so who's being insubordinate in those first 10 minutes? Is it you throwing a temper tantrum because you don't want to teach? You don't want to be there right now? It might be the espressos you're having, by the way. It might keep me perked up a bit in the first 10 minutes, but okay. that's the students. They're just not listening. Oh, the students are being insubordinate. Oh, yes. Okay, but what about you as a teacher have you ever heard of other teachers being called insubordinate yes okay so what what does that imply to you a teacher being insubordinate anytime you're asking for something that's not easy to get even though it could be important so it's okay then why would that be insubordination because someone has to go a bit beyond what they're used to doing in their day to help Okay, so you say it's important. Um, Mr. Jameson, do you agree with that idea that insubordination or mutiny, as you put it, can be about something that's important? Yes, I, I would agree to that because if, if it was already offered, us teachers would already have that um, thing offered to us, right? Like if it was extra help from different staff members, or there would be that... Um, communal aspect that we wouldn't have to ask for it right so everyone's busy but if i come up and ask for a favor you know that that might be seen as you know i'm out of line so mr jameson in your case when you're talking about a mutiny in the school uh, clearly you have barrels of rum back there at the open bar so it's not like you're on a pirate ship and you're demanding like you know 
more rum or something like that or more rum rations in your day. You're talking about things that are actually like needed that in a school situation can sometimes be um, impossible to get. Yeah, for example, just let's say it would be support from uh, maybe the administration regarding a certain student situation or sometimes it could just be a follow-up email about something that I should know that's going on in my classroom regarding a certain student. So when does when does insubordination come into it? Because teachers get fired for insubordination. Mr. Ernie? Oh, thank God I can step in. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. Anytime you go against the flow of something, you take a chance of being disciplined. Even though you could be tenured, there's lots of ways you can be punished in the school without getting fired. Okay, uh, as an example, like it, what could that be? You could be teaching in a program for multiple years, and then all of a sudden you see yourself in a whole different department the next year. Okay, so there's, there's ways that they can go about punishing you for what's seen as being insubordination without actually calling it insubordination. Yes. Okay. So um, just looking at you, uh, Mr. Jameson, I see very clearly that on your arm you have two anarchy tattoos that you haven't covered up yet. Um, what are your thoughts then about the way schools are set up uh, in in a way, for instance, Mr. Ernie said that his, he was joking that his students at the very beginning of the class are insubordinate. So very clearly, if he's saying that it's insubordinate, he's looking at in a way that he is the captain of the pirate ship and all of the students are the crew. Do you think that schools are set up in that kind of way? Well, the, the way I see it is, um, you know, where. If you're looking at my tattoos, yes, they're they're very nice. Thank you for noticing. But um, anarchy, like true anarchy, would be really what you'd be looking for in a in a perfect school setting. I'm not talking about the uh, the media version of it, but you know, always working towards the greater good, and that there's no uh, necessarily like authoritative structure. Like, yes, I am the instructor. I'm the teacher. Therefore, yeah, I have a certain authority over these students. But we should be working towards creating environments that promote learning and growth. And that even though I'm the teacher, I should not be, you know, punishing these students because I'm better than them. You know, these students, we should all be learning together, right? And working towards creating an environment that is just not crazy and having students defy you for the sake of your authority position. And that that comes up in the bigger picture of the school, right? With the administration, the different staff members is people don't, people see their titles a certain way and think they have authority over, like moral authority, but in the end of it, we're one unit, right? And that you, makes sense. You, you did, you, you got a little bit close to my microphone and that a little, uh, that intimidated me a little bit. So just step, step a little bit away from my microphone, if you don't I'm mind. Sorry, I get really yeah. intense. When I you really, you're really into it. Uh, so for you, Mr. Ernie, do you, do you agree with uh, what your colleague is saying? When you're in the like I am, I feel that you have to have more of that captain's lead over their students because they're in an environment they have 
very little experience in, and it's very easy to if you're not doing something right. So if we're going to think of it like a pirate ship, it wouldn't take many mistakes from my students for that ship to go down. So I feel like I have a more authoritative stature in my than I would in a regular classroom. So you feel that there is a time and a place in a school to have a hierarchy? Yes. All right. So do you consider yourself to be, and I'll ask the same question to both of you, do you consider yourself to be insubordinate teachers? I've probably, I'm probably annoying enough to be called insubordinate sometimes. Okay. And uh, you, Mr. Jameson? I think I'm too new to be able to step into that category, but I see my way of thinking as possibly insubordinate, but yeah. All right, so follow-up question. Do you think teachers should consider themselves as necessitating to be insubordinate at certain periods of their career? I feel like if you don't have a bit of spice of insubordinate, you've given up. Very interesting. Stop caring. Very interesting. And uh, you, Mr. Ernie? I, I believe it is important as long as it's uh, for the greater good of, you know, the school, the, the students. You know, it's, it's important to not be a bystander. And if something is morally wrong, I think it's very important that people should stand up. And, you know, if everyone's scared to do so, then it just takes one person to to stand up and stand on that rock and, you know, motivate the troops. Yeah, or have all the troops, like, throw rocks at you. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much to you guys. Um, uh, before the bell rings and you all have to go back to class, um, or get to class, I should say, I'm going to go try and talk to some other people, okay? Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Have a good Thanks. day. Thanks again. Oh, I think that's the first bell, a warning bell to that class is starting. I see some teachers getting up and leaving. Some of them are waving the bell off. <laughs> and, uh, okay, there's a teacher over there still sitting down. I'm going to make my way over. Uh, excuse me, uh, can I talk to you for a second? Sure. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a journalist asking questions about the state of education and teachers. Uh, can I ask you a few questions? Okay. Great. Okay. Okay, wait. Just, okay. Good morning, Beth. Let's wait this for, for this to be done. In the students, I understand there's a Dr. Stonebanks in the school. Uh -oh. And I trust he's been invited by faculty huh. as a guest. Huh. If so, could you please guide him to administration office immediately? If not, security has been asked to escort him here promptly. Huh. Thank you. Isn't that your name? It's it's a surprisingly common name. Don't worry about it. So let's just get to the questions, and then we'll... But he said doctor, too. Again, it's surprisingly easy to get a doctorate. Uh, oh, shit. There he um, is. That's the man. Get yeah, I'll get him. back to you later. Why do you guys have three foosball tables in here? It's pronounced foosball. No, it's not, you jerk. No one likes a tattletale. See, you're not a teacher. Oh, run, run. Okay, I talked to 
the principal and uh, he said everything is cool. He apologized for any uh, misunderstanding and he says, hey, there's an open door policy uh, for me and that I'm, uh, I'm always welcome back anytime and he's a big fan of all the podcasts and where's an exit? Um, I think I gave you, uh, Dave and Christine, enough to have a good conversation on uh, what some teachers uh, think it means to be uh, insubordinate, be a teacher. And I just have to hold up somewhere and wait for my future self to appear and give me the time machine and then that thing that bleeps your voice. Okay. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. Stonebanks, and I hope you learned something today. You're welcome. Oh, there's an exit. Welcome back to the Insubordinate Teacher Podcast. On today's episode, we are talking about what does it actually mean to be an insubordinate teacher? So I went out, I went into the field, I talked to some people. I don't think we need to do corrections corner. I think that everything was pretty much uh, accurate and bang on uh, with the uh, interviews that I was doing. I think the only thing that needs to be potentially discussed is whether or not it is pronounced floosball or foosball. Um, But, you know, potato, potato. Right. I think you're allowed to pronounce words or words any way you want to. That's right. Yeah, and right? throw letters in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't colonialize me and tell me how I need to pronounce things. I can pronounce things. Yeah, pronounce. I, can, I can pronounce things any way I want to. Okay. okay? <laughs> or instead of saying, okay, I could say awk if I want to. Awk. Okay. Got it. You got that one. Great, great. All right, so let's let's you know. I'm gonna, Cyrus. I'd I'd like you to help me right now. I'm going to, I'm gonna take the jester hat off my head. Take the jester hat off of my head. There it goes. There it goes. Yeah, we see it. Yeah. Gonna take some cotton balls. (laughs) I'm gonna take Mm -hmm. some cold cream. Uh. And then I'm going to I'm going to wipe away the clown makeup. Ah. Makeup is coming off now. You see it, Cyrus? Yeah. Clown makeup coming off. Yeah. I, yeah. The the white streaks are, are going down. I'm still, yep. I'm still I'm still working on it. I'm still working on the clown makeup coming off. It kind of looks like gonna, a sad clown now. I'm yeah. Going to, I'm going to wait a second. Hang on. Wait a second. I'm gonna hang on. I'm gonna get my bag. I'm gonna take off all four clown noses that I have on too. All the clown noses are coming off because, as David likes to point out, I am from the Middle East and I have a big nose. So I have all give me, give me four. The, cl- the, the, the plastic flower that squirts water, too. I'm going to take the plastic, fl- the giant shoes off. Uh, they're coming off, too. Everything's coming off. I'm just, I'm now, I'm, 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 I'm exposing myself to you as who I really am. And am I wearing like classic, oversized, heart um am i wearing <laughs> classically oversized underwear boxer shorts with big hearts on them yeah because yeah. that's part of the clown outfit mm-hmm. so yeah i am still wearing those but i'm not going to take that off because i want to still remain a little bit of me okay funny. but yeah. now you're seeing me exposed not the clown the jester that you're used to seeing as we take a serious look 
serious conversation of what it means to be an insubordinate teacher. Um, I actually really liked the answers that those uh, four participants gave us. Yeah. Two, like you, there were some similarities, yeah. but there yeah. were some real, real differences. And um, I, obviously I was there. I had extended conversations with them. So I'd like to hear your take on, on what you heard from them. Yeah. Um, so one thing that, that stood out to me, um, Mr. Jameson brought this up and he, he, he touched on it, but he didn't, uh, who didn't go too much. Mr. Jameson. Oh, that wasn't his name at all. That was a <laughs> fake name. Okay. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> all right. It's cause he's still at the boxers on. That's why you got me. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, he brought up uh, at one point he said it, it might not even be um, the I, I'm trying to figure out how, how it was worded, but it, it had to do with like a certain teacher who has been labeled as insubordinate can't make the same request that a uh, so-called uh, follow like good teacher could uh, to an administration. It, like it made me think like is insubordinate a label that can be applied to people and then used to uh like kind of turn them in like vilify and from the administration side um without like maybe using the term but kind of like a negative label as opposed to a, how other side as a positive label yeah you had you had two separate groups there um mm -hmm. and it just you know it just so happened the way it worked out is you had two teachers that were saying on the one hand they did rely on hierarchy in schools, mm -hmm. right? You had two of them that were saying that. You had uh, Miss Gina and Mr. Ernie, who were really saying, like, there is a structure, the structure needs to be there, and there is a high dependency or responsibility, whichever way you want mm -hmm. to put it, on the administrators doing the right thing. Right. There's there's there, there's that belief. They have to do the right thing. And then you had two others who were saying, basically, um, no, you can't depend on that. You mm -hmm. can't you can't depend on that. And depending on that is not being responsible. And and one of the teachers in particular, and, you know, I mentioned uh, that she's not white, um, has a. I would say a well-earned trust mm -hmm. system that has been used from the very point of when it started to socialize uh, immigrants into American society, right? Mm -hmm. Or Canadian society, no matter, no, matter, you know, no matter which way you put it. So she comes at it with that distrust and thinks that it is unprofessional of her to say i'm not going to be insubordinate mm -hmm. because her to her to, yeah, to her professionalism is insubordination because of the history of yeah. of the system yeah no you have something to say about that yes well i agree with her absolutely because we have to challenge the curriculum, which is a colonial structure. And um, yeah, we, we need to decolonize our education. And this includes diverse 
um, diverse curricula that we need in our schools today. So here's a, here's a conversation that I think that, that increasingly uh, we are having. I think that all schooling, elementary to university are uncomfortable with this conversation, not daycares because they're so damn adorable, but all schooling from, they're the real heroes of all of this, yes. all schooling from elementary to university um, that are talking about the idea of decolonizing the space. More yeah. and more people are saying it's not possible. Can't, Can't do no. it. it. It's not designed in, in any kind of, not design, it's, it's, it's not designed to be an indigenous space whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It is increasingly corporatized to the extent mm -hmm. to which you have more and more leaders in the field of education, so-called leaders that don't have any education background whatsoever. Mm -hmm. and, and that can be whether they're at a university and most of them are from the business world. Yeah. You know, or, you know, they're, they're from you know, some world where they like lawyers who have like, um, who, who have dealt with unions and stuff like that. So it's mm -hmm. already adversarial mm -hmm. and you're expect, how is, how does that connect in any way to an indigenous model? Well, you know, what needs to happen is we need to dismantle the current, but, but they won't, but they won't, yeah. but you, we can, it, but they won't. The more we, yes, yeah. it will happen. But like, so the more we push for it. So, what about for that that teacher who, uh, like, feels strongly uh, that to be insubordinate is their professional responsibility, but also recognizes that they don't have much power for grand sweeping change, and feel like their their role is valuable enough that they're they want to like they're they're better off being teachers than not being teachers i don't know so like i find there's a it's it's not the it's not a moral struggle like what insubordination is a like i think it's a, a responsibility of the teacher as well mm -hmm. but um when you know that the system is so flawed that it requires mm -hmm. uh like it needs to be overhauled and you don't have the power to do that overhaul. So you just do your, uh, you look for your own acts that are possible within your power. Is that like, so I I'm, I'm struggling with like navigating that. Well, let's uh, Here are some different legal definitions that I found online mm -hmm. and I won't source them because I don't care. Um, but they're different <laughs> things that I found online. Um, dealing with uh, contracts and um, and teachers. So mm -hmm. one stated, and I'm quoting here, uh, insubordination is direct or indirect refusal by an employee to perform a legal, ethical, and reasonable directive from a manager or supervisor when the directive has been clearly understood or acknowledged. Look at that language. So this is specifically mm -hmm. for a teacher. Yeah. So like, look at, look at that language. Insubordination mm -hmm. is direct or indirect refusal by an employee. <laughs> an employee. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it sounds right away like it's a business. Yeah, exactly. It, a lawyer clearly wrote that. A lawyer. Yeah. That's lawyer speak. It's, 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 it's like you're working at Walmart. Yeah. 
It's like you're working at Walmart and that's, and that's how they look at it. And, you know, how do you get around something like that? Insubordination is direct or indirect refusal by an employee to perform a legal, ethical, reasonable directive. Well, you know, what was legal. Residential schools were legal. Right. Right. You know, you know, you know what else was legal? Segregation was legal. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. There's a whole bunch of things that were legal. Right. Yeah. And they're telling you, well, if you don't perform, you know, and you don't follow these things, then 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 you you know you are insubordinate and you can be terminated you can be fired Mm -hmm. and And reasonable is such a such an easy easily manipulated term yeah absolutely and 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 like i wrote down under it because i'm such an intellectual i wrote down (laughs) this is a load of shit that's what i wrote down (laughs) (laughs) to remind yeah to remind myself that this is a load of shit because what drives me crazy what drives me absolutely crazy is the romanticism that people have about themselves, history, mm. the past, mm. Mm. and the presentism that they suffer from. Right. So how often will you hear somebody right now who's in their, you know, 50s or 60s, no, 50s isn't really like, you know, more like in their 60s, who will say like, oh, you know, I have such a strong memory of the... Uh, of the movements that were going on in the sixties and the civil rights movement. And, you know, Oh, I was right there. Yeah, no, you weren't. <laughs> no, you were not like you, you try and pretend like when you were there, you were so active, such an integral part of it. And you are right now benefiting from the same thing that those people benefited from that didn't want to change the system. Yeah. You're entrenched in the system. You look at anybody who wants to change the system as being insubordinate. And you want to get rid of them. Yeah. It's it's almost like they think that people who were organizing residential schools or who were enacting uh, segregation, you know, really wrote down in a diary. Dear diary, today I was particularly evil. I came up with new forms of segregation that I had never thought of before. Like they they really think that that's what they did in those days. Mm -hmm. And they don't Mm -hmm. realize that these people went to church on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, they had picnics. Yeah. Picnics. 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 And they they thought that they were wonderful, good, and upstanding people. Yeah. Christian. Christian people. Yeah. Good, good, upstanding people. So, how yeah. what are you supposed to do with something like that you've got to keep yeah. pushing that's what i say because if not if we don't keep pushing we don't keep trying to decolonize whatever that may mean to mm-hmm. to some teachers okay um pushing against the system and being insubordinate um you need to do it you, you can't just give up and say well this is yeah. fruitless it's what am I doing? Um, and just follow the system that is clearly flawed. Yeah. No, you've got to stand up and, and for your, for your students, because you're there for them. So you've got to tell them the truth. And the truth is the curricula is colonized and that curricula is harmful and it's been harmful and it's still harmful. So I say, yeah, keep fighting. Right. But the entire system is, is a reflection of you know basically Western European, yeah, uh, Protestant, yeah, not even just values, uh, but like organization and structures. It's all yeah. structured in a way that reflects 
a business model. Whiteness. That's business. right. Business. Mankind was my business, sir. Like, but it, it is completely, <laughs> yes. it is completely set up that way. I know. And and so mm-hmm. I hear two voices of two teachers who are saying shouldn't have to be insubordinate. And the person mm-hmm. who is being insubordinate is not listening to these wonderful administrators who should be there for the best reasons. Because they truly want to like, you know, uh, you know, they want to decolonize the space and they want to be about equity and they want to be about best forms of learning and the best way to learn math and hands-on and experiential learning. And so anyone, because we only put the best in positions of authority, then the people who are acting like insubordinates are the ones who don't want to do. Yeah. And that's, that's, right. a, that's a, for me, and you know, because I'm a racialized yeah. minority, for me, that is a huge leap of faith. Yeah. That I don't have evidence <laughs> that, well, that that's yeah, how the, the schools function. Like any of the schools function this way. We don't have the evidence that it does that. Yeah, there's a, a tacit belief that the, the, the administration is the moral compass. And so to go against that is to go against the moral compass. And uh, obviously that's a load, but right. it's very easy to just like context-free look at it as like that as an absolute or not even label it as such, but kind of have that embedded in, in your beliefs and your approaches to any so-called insubordinate behavior. And, and I, I have to say, because if, if there are any on the off chance that there are any of the administrators that I worked with who are listening to this, um, you know, for the, when I was working in uh, public elementary schools or even uh, daycare, um, even at the stage up level too, I, I didn't really have very many, no, I didn't have any administrators that would have called me insubordinate, you know, at the elementary level or the, the daycare level, God, again, once again, God bless their souls, everyone that works at daycare, nursery schools, um, or at, at Seja. Yeah. Nobody would have considered me insubordinate. They would have all the all of those administrators that I worked with, you know, if they ever said no to me, um, and I was like, okay, I heard you. You said no, and then tried to figure out a different way to do something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Their attitude to that wouldn't have been like, oh, you're insubordinate. They would have been like, well, for you, yeah, you you know? found a way like, to do it without. Good for you. Again, mm-hmm. you know, again, because I wasn't saying like, oh, you know, uh, principal so-and-so, I would really like to start throwing every third child out of a window from the fourth mm-hmm. floor. And they were like, no, you can't do it. I was like, oh, I really want to do it though. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it, it, it was, it was nothing like that, but yeah. you know, if I thought something was right, they weren't arguing with me that it was morally wrong. They were just saying, well, we can't do it. Yeah for whatever, for whatever the reason was. And, and if I found a way to do it, they were complimentary. Yeah. Even though they gave me a, you know, like a direct, you know, <laughs> like like this is, instruction. It, you like, gotta know. Yeah, no. Well, if you're innovative, not happening, you know? if you're innovative, it's, you know, you're gonna get, you're gonna get accolades, I hope, you know? Yeah, so I, so I didn't really have that experience when I was teaching at the elementary level at all with any of the administrators that I worked with. Clearly, you know, we know that teachers are fired for insubordination. 
yeah. um, for other people that are, aren't weren't as lucky as 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 I as I was. So I'm going to read another uh, description for uh, being able to fire a teacher. In the workplace, insubordination is what happens when a supervisor gives a direct order and an employee doesn't obey it. In legal yes. terms, insubordination may also mean the intentional disobedience when a supervisor makes a reasonable lawful request. A the term reasonable. might also, yeah, the term might also refer to harassment or disrespectful behavior towards a superior. Listen to that language. It sounds at first like militaristic. Yeah. Like direct orders and yeah. well, you know what, you know what the next paragraph is, David? What? While the word insubordination is often related to the military, <laughs> where wow. personnel put uh, put extreme importance on giving and taking uh, taking orders, it also applies to civilian workforce. Mm-hmm. So, besides refusing to perform work duties, insubordination may also include inappropriate comments and language, non-performance, confrontation, non-verbal expressions such as a such as disrespectful gestures like eye rolling christine oh, you're fired that's my favorite yeah and i is this is so hilarious because wow. the administrators that i've worked with w- would consider me to be you know somebody who is insubordinate they all act like this yeah they, they do. all act like this yeah. inappropriate comments or language non-performance yeah. <laughs> it's a hierarchy it goes yeah, non-verbal expressions from... such as yeah. disrespectful gestures and uh, like eye rolling i don't know any david i'm sorry to leave you out of this conversation for a second okay. but i don't know any bipoc teacher at any level who hasn't had to deal with somebody being some administrator or some superior being so disrespectful to them because they know they can get away with it yeah but everything that you do is seen as being aggressive. Everything that you do. The way I talk right now, it's aggressive. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yep. The way I'm looking right now is aggressive. <laughs> right? Yep. Everything's aggressive. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and if, if, if I wanted to accuse Christine of that, mm-hmm. I could say the same thing too. And in fact, mm-hmm. one of those teachers, the, the one teacher who, who uh, you know, uh, I mentioned was not white, was accused of that as well mm-hmm. oh I, 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 you've you've pointed something out that's uh that's wrong about administration you frighten me yeah. boom right away why yeah that's crazy that's crazy so but we know that that's David, a different you can come back you can come back David. You can come <laughs> back into the room now yeah no so, i mean like i i got nothing to add i can't speak to these experiences in the same way yeah, I, I don't think, honestly, I don't think teaching at any level ever be a profession. This idea of insubordination, the way that they have it phrased. Yeah, it, it can't be. It's just, it's, so it's we, putting all the power at the very top of the Yeah, pinnacle. well, that's it. That, that's yeah. what needs to change. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, you can't yeah. have dialogue or like a staff meeting where like, oh, everyone share and then uh, like contribute and engage it, when right. this is like held as a like a fact in people's minds or not. It's there. 
Yeah, it's fake. I like it's yeah. performance. It's performance. Yeah. It's it's bringing in it's bringing in a talking stick yeah. and putting teachers into a circle, right. and yet everybody's looking at the the power structures and That's going. Right. No matter who's holding the talking stick, mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's going to be the person who has the most power in the room that's going to get their way. That's right. So, so exactly. everything else is performance. Everything is performance. Right. Mm-hmm. So those words, those phrases that you read out, they're weaponized, especially against BIPOC community. Mm-hmm. Weaponized. Or, or against, you know, uh, non-BIPOC people who really have come to or yeah. have always been people who just want to do the right thing. Yeah, exactly. Just want to do the right thing. Who who really are, David, I know this is going to trigger you, who are really critical, independent thinkers. <laughs> oh God, I think I need to leave. <laughs> but who That's really right. are, who really are, yeah. who, who look at, who read history and they don't disconnect the present from history mm-hmm. and say, I can't think that I, I would have responded any differently. I can't say that if I was unemployed and somebody offered me a, a job as, at a residential school that I would say no. I can't pretend that if I was working at a residential school uh, 500 kilometers away from my home, my parents' house, or you know, yeah. my neighborhood, that I would be this incredibly brave human being that would, that would have said something. Yeah. You know, and, and admit, admit, could very easily right now be part of a problem that is going to be exposed 30 years from now. Yeah. We need insubordination. We absolutely need insubordination. That's the only way to transform. Yeah, because we need to get, we need to get rid of that idea of subordinate being subordinate. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that we need to get rid of. Yeah. Do you think you can do a wrap up? Yeah. Uh, All right, David. I'll, I'll do my best. Um, Wait, let me say, let me say go. Okay. And go. All right. So um, that, w- that was a, uh, a very real conversation, a very important conversation. Um, personally. You mean, you mean the conversation that I had with teachers in the staff room? Yeah. I, like, I never knew about foosball. This is awakening. Foosball. <laughs> Not flu ball. I'll, I'll get it one day. I All right, promise. go on. Continue. Go on. Um, no, there were some fantastic conversations, and even though I'm, I'm here, I, I was here for the conversation between the three of us. I feel more like I was uh, privileged to, like, to listen and You're welcome. Because I like I don't I don't need to be talking over over. I uh, I'm a gift experience. To you. Gift you are both gifts to me and well one of us uh, is really a gift to you one of us in particular yes. is a gift to you go on i mean there's a big gift there's a, yeah a lot of gifts i'm very uh, not very not that i want to put this so, on on like a, a ladder okay but go no. on no because the hierarchy is bad no but, it's bad the ladder <laughs> the ladder is on the ground it's oh, on the ground okay right but it's on the ground like, there's like a finish line and you're closer to it than others right <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, if it's that's, not a if, down hierarchy. If, it's if, oh, you, please right? you, wrap this up, guys. If you okay, race I'm people trying, according trying, to I'm ladders, trying. which is going to okay. be a wonderful thing. I can think of the future Olympics. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. They're um, running the eight ladder yeah. race right now. <laughs> so, I, I hope everyone has a 
has a, a few more thoughts about insubordination. We all we all hope people have more thoughts. I, I, like critical. more thoughts, different thoughts, critical thoughts, big yeah. thoughts, um, <laughs> big thoughts, little thoughts, silent thoughts, silent thought, hard thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soft. Thoughts. All those thoughts. Yeah, and um, I guess I hope that those thoughts lead to action. Mm-hmm. Really hoping you were going to just end with, and I love you. Oh, I, well, I do. I love you all. Thank you. That's how you're going to end that. That was very nice. Thank you very much, David. Wow, um, Christine, any final thoughts? No. Um, thank you for listening to this episode and um, hope to see you soon again. David, any more final thoughts? No, but thank you all so much. I'm going to echo Christine. And um, our half person Cyrus left because he's such a good person. And yes. one of his friends' car uh, broke down, and he's taken off to help this person in the middle of the night whose car is broken down. Well, he has great home. models. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. And uh, well, goodbye for me, and thank you very much. And uh, we should all say good. So one, two, three. Bye. Bye. Hey, the insubordinate teacher would like to thank all the people at freesound.org for putting up such amazing sounds that we're all allowed to use. It's made our job trying to be creative a lot easier, and I'm sure for all the teachers out there, you're going to be able to use this too and come up with some creative ideas in your classroom. So check it out, freesound.org. Go to the merch section, buy a shirt. I did. Donate some money. I did. Be thankful there are people out there who are creative and are trying to inspire other people to be creative too. And check out our Facebook page where you can find the references for all the cool sounds we use. And of course, thank you to the Rude Boys of Shiraz for that awesome opening song. So, bye! Hey everyone. So, I'm supposed to warn you that like, this podcast is about the Broadfield education, but... It's a comedy thing as well. So it's got like satire stuff in it and sometimes bad words they use like fuck asshole or shit, but stuff like that. No words worse than fuck. Yeah. No, I, I think no words worse than fuck are used. Anyways, people on this podcast don't really represent any institution like whatsoever. So don't be all ah! over what's being said. Just Calm down and relax, bro. It's gonna be fun, okay?